Animation Nation. I'm your host, Prime Time here, here with the latest news on animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone's having a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. Um, yep, today is at least the second day of October, so we got a lot of things to cover so far for the past week. Um, lots of things, so um, first off, gonna start off with with this is from coming from Instagram from the the SAG after county that we just heard that the that as of right now today they're beginning negotiations with the higher-ups over at Hollywood for a new hopefully a new intern agreement this is coming from the Instagram official from the SAG after community SAG after um, union which say as follows to our fellow SAG after members today we are go back to bargaining table for the fight for the contract we do deserve as we negotiate we we ask that you not let up keep turning out in full force on our picket lines and any solidarity events around the count around the country let the m let the m tipped the m tipped here okay that's the one we're negotiating with hear your voices loud and clear it makes a difference for you make a difference as well we will keep we will continue to communicate our updates with you directly one day longer one day stronger and as long as it takes um so yeah right now they're doing negotiations with the um with the amptpt as we speak um similar to that there has been a lot of information going on with the um the new contracts of the WGA, which they got their their deal wrong last week. Um, so I've been well wanted to cover this longer, so I just wait to see get more details of the um, of the contracts to see what bits and pieces what they what they've gained or the what they have. So there's been a lot to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and read the bullet points of what the WGA has gained from the new contract. This is coming from their website, WGAContract2023.org. So, the first agreement says you have the term agreements. So, the following summary is deals terms of the 2023 MBA. It has simplified versions of the memorandum of agreement of the MOA, which contains full text of the new provisions of the language of the MOA, controls of the cases of ink. Of its inconsistency with this summary, unless unintended, unamended around 2023 negotiations, the provisions of the 2023 and the 2020 MBA remains unchanged. First agreement is always the terms of agreement of the, of the September 25th, 2023 through May 1st, 2026. So this contract is going to go longer from those time ranges. So this obviously this contract is going to come up inspire in 2026. So. Which includes one minimum minimums increases, which is the most MBA minimums, will increase around five percent on ratifications of the contracts, around four percent on on uh, May second, twenty twenty four, while three point five percent increase will be around May second of twenty twenty five. Some minimums rates increases less, and mostly three percent each year, while a few rates increases only once our do not increase over over the contracts these these exceptions are results of patterns established in the industry third increase health and and pensions contribution rates um health health and contribution contributions reportable earnings around will be around increase around 0.5 percent in the second year of the agreement from the 11 
11.5% to 12.5% of the guild that also has been fight driven around 0.5%. In addition, in each of the second and third years, the contracts of various minimums increases to either health and fund provision plans. For health increase and provision contributions for the writing teams, each writer on the writer's team employment employed for the script will receive around pensions, health, and contributions up to the relevant of cap A as a uh, though they are a single writer rather than splitting to applic uh, applicable cape. In addition, when a writer when a writing team is employed on, the, on a series, the contributions of, from each writer on the team will be made on the fully weekly minimums instead of one half of the weekly minimum. Fifth, which is really important, is the the artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, aka AI. We established the regulations for the use of artificial intelligence, aka AI, on the MBA covered projects from the following ways. <clears throat> One is the AI can't write or rewrite literal materials. A AI generated material will not be considered source material under the MBA, meaning that the AI generated material can't be used to undermine the writer's credit or separated rights. A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consists of provided that the writer follows equitable company policies but the company can't require the writer to use AI software, aka for example this is ChatGPT, when performing writing services. The company must disclose the writer if any material given by the writer have been, have been generated by AI or an incorporated AI generated material. The WGA reserves rights to assert the exploitation of writers' material to train AI is prohibited by the MBA or the or other law. Improvement terms of screenwriter employment guarantee a second step as a is a second step required whenever a writer is hired for the first draft of the 200% of a minimum of less includes original or non-original screenplays that requires also applies fees of privileges. Now, this is going to be a big one. The streaming features, which features the length project, is needed for streaming with budgets around $30 million or more. The minimum has been initially compensated from the, for a story or teleplay for at least $100,000 and an 18% increase from the current state of the 26% increase in the residuals base combined within the foreign residuals improvements declined or described below. This results in a three-year residuals around $200, $216,000 for projects on the large service, which leaves around 49% increase of the $144,993 under the 2020 MBA. This is also important as well. The improvement terms when it comes to high-budget subscription video-based demands, also known as the HBSVOD, meaning that the increased foreign streaming residuals, foreign streaming residuals will now be based on streaming services numbers of foreign subscribers for services available globally, amount around 76% increase, which is including the 2.5% of base increase to the foreign residuals for services with the largest global subscriber bases over uh, three years. Apparently, for instance, the Netflix three-year foreign 
for residuals will increase around the current around 18 $18,684 for one for an one hour episode to at least $32,830. Viewership based streaming bonuses, which the guild has negotiated with the residuals based on the viewership made by the HBO VOD series and films, will be viewed around 20% or more for the services domestic subscribers in the first 90 days of release and the first 90 days of the sequence of the exhibition get year get a bonus equal to 50% of the fixed domestic um, foreign residuals with the view calculated as hours streamed domestically for of the season of film divided to running time for instance projects written under the MWBA I mean MBA on the largest streaming services would receive around the bonus around nine thousand dollars nine thousand dollars for half an episode for at least around sixteen thousand four hundred and one four hundred fifteen thousand dollars for a half for an hour episode to four forty thousand five hundred for a streaming feature which will run over the budget of thirty thirty million dollars in, in budget this bonus structure will take effect on the projects on or after January of January 1st of next year. Streaming data transparency companies agree to provide the guild subjects for a for a conventionally agreement the total number of hours streamed in both domestically and internationally. So produce high budget streaming programs such as Netflix Originals. The, the guild may share information about what the membership in the arranged form. Last one is the premium pilot and back scripts with 150% pilot premium or at least 115% backup scripts premium will now be applied for the programs made of the HOPC. There has been a lot and a lot of stuff but I won't go all of these since it's a long contract so I'll say the ones that are like numbered and I'll say their specific agreements. 8 is minimum terms of, ad of advertising supporting streams. 9 is increasing completion series weekly employment and staff writers script fees staffing and durations of provisions of episodic series improvements of op options and exclusively expand protections and, and pendings of the a series made of subscription services fees shown or training program additional um obituaries the tri-guild admitted program other changes and company residuals now these are also far so again all this stuff will be expired on the around may 1st of 2026 so far the for what i saw they got what they wanted um from the strike obviously most importantly the protections of ai generated uses which seems to be regulated on the new contracts from the wga um increased wages um more health benefits as well as more proper step-by-step -step when it comes to like paying people when it comes to streaming services i mean this is basically pretty good um the problem is what i have so far with that is um is um um we increase budgets or at least when you try to increase budgets for like specific stuff or regular stuff it may seem a bit clunky for the studios to make content say it was before since before that before this um uh, contract came to be 
a lot of obviously a lot of streaming services, a lot of streaming services were just like clocking in and clocking out a lot of uh, a lot of content where to the point where you're just being oversaturated and there's so much original content to watch that you don't know which one to pick with insane amount of budget with this one it starts to regulate what budget each project goes and how much you're willing to pay under this, under this budget there might be a bit of a um, uh, what people are speculating is some it's some type of uh, a bubble maybe being bursting when it comes to streaming um that might be the case to be um there's other speculations people are wondering if that this contract might be um worrisome when it comes to raising prices of streaming services and i don't blame you like i just canceled my um my disney hulu bundle like two weeks ago because i just heard they just increased um their budget I mean, increase their prices for the subscriptions, so I don't blame myself for that. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of streaming services, uh, streaming services increasing their prices, which is just going to be like any to the point where it's going to be normal price for a cable. Simple as that. And that's what it looks like it has to be with this sort of stuff. So, um, there's been talks back and forth how this is going to be affecting entertainment for a rocky situation but as far as i know the writers have got what they wanted and we're not technically sure within the future what's going to happen Two with the um sorry about that there's like a plane outside going on but um again we're not sure how this stuff is gonna be um uh, affected by these streaming services but i know it's just gonna be it's just gonna be regulated when it comes to making a lot of new series and content and how odd they treat series and their own series and content where we're just making back and forth and see what sticks and what doesn't stick so at least have some type of budget to regulate how much content you want to pull to pull through with this sort of stuff but again i'm hearing a lot of talks where there's some type of bubble is about to burst when it comes to streaming and now i come that might we might be here right now we're not sure but does it really affect anything else honestly since people are just you know just getting rid of cable and just going to streaming essentially so we're not sure about this sort of stuff but overall um again there's a lot of negotiations going up on the w on the sagatha negotiations starting right now so we get to see what's going on and this uh, it's an interesting coincidence because they it was like three days after the um, negotiations and the, the approval of the Sagat agreement um three days after that um we just gave the, um, the Sagat union just released a statement that they're gonna do their negotiations October 2nd which is today as we speak here um <clears throat> so I'll give you guys more update on the Sagatha situation as well hopefully they made some agreement over there with the actors um there hasn't been much from what I heard but I just well other than that aside from the Sagatha side um they just been approved for the for the video game industry to authorize some type of strike within the video game industry um there hasn't been very much talk if they're gonna do a strike or not it doesn't seem there is 
from what you heard. But um, other than that, there, there isn't that much when it comes to that type of situation. But overall, um, there has been like a lot of talks saying that they, um, they might be a bit cluttered within the entertainment industry. We're not sure. Many people are saying that that the um, that the uh, that the act that the writers may or may not. Or not all of them might not get their going back to their jobs to this sort of situation. It depends on how how the situation goes when it comes to this sort of stuff. So I would say just be patient and we'll see many, many most of the outcome so far. We get more news about the situation. But as far as I know the uh, the writer stuff seems to be concluding. Hopefully a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on in production, even with a lot of movies and stuff is going to be just either reruns or sequels that no one even asked for, but that's what I have to say to this sort of, uh, this saga, so this, because this is the thing, things could turn out pretty good or pretty bad, and it depends on how, you, the way you see it, and sometimes good things always come with a big price, and... You just see from both sides to see how good this could affect in a positive and negative way. So that's the, what you're trying to see what's going to happen. So yeah, I would say I'll give more details on this situation on the aftermath and to see how things go far towards there with this new uh, this new uh, negotiation stuff. Now. <clears throat> Now our next story for, for today comes from comicbook.com that, appar- that apparently the um, apparently what I heard recently is that the um, apparently Japan has released a, some type of new tax law that apparently from what I heard is um, it's called the new invoice tool for consumption of taxes has launched and has potential to open in the anime industry. So from what I so according to this article from comicbook.com that the um that the anime creators have which the which they mentioned that the um uh, this sent up a new tax which affects animators in Japan have been buzzing around Japan consumption when it comes to tax shifts for months. Now that the organization has officially adopted a new invoice, the system has has sent up a plenty of animators concerned about the new industry's long-term viability. So this new controversial change tax, which this new voice system has, was created by with industries like construction construction in mind, but its impact on the anime industry, which shall broad inter- and abroad entertainment, has been largely dis- discounted by officials. The issue boils down to the significant change in how the freelancers can make tax deductions. Before the change, Japanese citizens who freelance or operate in small businesses were able to, to claim tax deductions using their accounting books as opposed to fulfilling invoices. This helps the individuals who made less than 10,000 million yen as they could deduct businesses' costs from their own earnings and pay at least 10% taxes on their post-deduction net. The process is very straightforward as everyone from freelance to small business could handle tax affairs 
using their own account books, but now all this has changed. This new invoice system requires individuals and small businesses to submit a qualified invoice if they want tax deductions. This means accounting books are no longer used to the source tax deductions, and taxpayers may fill may file the, quali- the qualified in- invoices for everything they want to deduct. This would lead to a lot of com- complex paperwork that many anime artists aren't trained to handle, and their men and their and their salaries are hardly enough to afford the, the accountants. Plus, freelancers will need to qualify themselves as a taxable entity to get deductions, which will require them to make their personal information public. This is very unusual within the in- industry as anime workers, from animators to actors, often use pseudonyms um, uh, uh, to protect their identities. With all these um, changes at hand, the recent poll of the anime professional shows a high unfavorable um, invoice system. He's used about 20% of voice actors and animators specifically says the change will, be, will put them out of business. At this point, the government officials have done little to, um, little to ratify this situation, and now the Japanese Tax Consumption Organization has, a, has formally adopted a new invoice change. The long-term impact of this change won't be seen for years, but it's clear but it's clear that the professionals aren't in favor of this squeeze. The anime industry is hard to be making a living wage in as it is, as the tax swap will close the anime close many artists out of work entirely. And given how f- how afraid the industry is already, well, the new invoice systems may be seen as things to unravel the artists, both new and old. So yes, so yes, um, like to mention is that this was, um, this was, this was big back in June, where, of this year, where many, where many artists in Japan was concerned about this new tax being talked within the government, um, from what I heard, and now is being ratified. And again, this is causing more problems within if you're like an independent artist, an animator, or anyone else who's working freelance again over in Japan, there'll be um, this new tax which is basically just gonna affect our lives, honestly, because obviously there's there's not a good level of wage when it comes to being an animator or being an artist in Japan. As much as they make good quality and I mean great quality uh, entertainment. There hasn't been a good living wage when it comes to becoming an artist, when it comes to whatever field you work in, when it comes to making, uh, you know, drawings, art, painting, animation as well, over there in the country, it's not a good level wage. <laughs> and I think I talked about that recently when it comes to Japan and their uh, and their minimum wage when it comes to uh, when it comes to animators over there, and. This makes me. This is really concerning, and looks like it's, they're not going to be able to at least survive there. As far as I know, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not from the country and don't know much about the country over there. But as far as what insider goes, when it comes to when it come and when it comes to like um, workers in Japan, specifically in the anime industry or even the manga industry as well, many of them tends to keep their obviously their identity as. It's hidden, 
obviously. Many, many manga artists like to keep their their identities a secret, most importantly private, as well as anime profession, uh, animation professionals over there as well, who like to keep their stuff private as well. Some, some don't mind keeping their stuff, um, keeping themselves private or not. Sometimes there's other manga cos like to keep, you know, sometimes like to like, uh, something like to, it's like, doesn't mind of sharing their personal stuff. For example, with, uh, Jojo, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Mangaka, aka Araki, he doesn't mind like showing his face, his detail, his details, his, his, um, his, um, his actual name, his personal life whatsoever. And here's one example. Uh, there's a, other examples of a lot of like creators in Japan don't, don't mind sharing like their actual face or their actual identity and there's some who are like who are like uh the Toriyama in the past or with Oda they don't want to share much about their uh, their personal life and all that sort of stuff and they want to keep things at least private so to speak like for example there I saw this one one uh what was it a trailer <laughs> this one video shows about the the actor in the live action One Piece went to went to see Oda and what we got is that the his face was obviously was censored showing the um, his little character within the manga basically and obviously this is one example of I see there's like a lot of videos when it comes to when interviewing like uh, animators in the anime industry they tend sometimes they tend to like um, not show their face they just like to like show like their hands, showing expressions, their voice, but they don't want to share like their face. Obviously, and it's putting like privacy concerns, they don't want to show what they what they want to be. That's up to it's up to you. And I, and it's understandable if it comes off from your taxes. I can understand that. But at the same time, um this new policy that the Japanese government implemented is gonna affect their uh, their livelihood if it comes to like an artist or an animator so this has always been concerning we're not sure how this could affect the anime industry as a whole there's a lot of new predictions and concerns of what this might happen so um obviously from what i heard this starts around yesterday so it might take a while to see the effects of this sort of policy to see how it affects production, how it affects like other other stuff, but we we'll just have to wait and see how how this sort of situation is gonna is gonna be. So it'll it just started on Monday, so um, we just have to wait and see how this could affect the animation industry and the manga industry in Japan. So we just have to wait and see as time goes on. So I'll give you guys more detail on that situation as well. Now, our next story for today, which is sort of related to that, when it comes to uh, when it comes to anime, this is coming. F- this is coming from Distorted.com. That this is. I found this story a few uh, like three days ago. Three days ago, technically two or three days ago. Depends on depends on the depends where you live so far. But anyways, this is coming from Distorted.com. They're apparently the um, Jujutsu Kaisen animators slammed their company Map, slammed Mappa, the anime company, 
for poor working conditions. Now, a number of Jujutsu Kaisen animators have been spoken out against the animation studio MAPPA for the quote-unquote hell-like working conditions as staff were made to sign the NDA, NDAs. NBAs, NDAs, a lot of M's and N's. Anyways, MAPPA, the anime studio, has become one of the biggest names in the anime world despite being found in 2011. Over the last few years, the studio has, has wowed fans with the animation works such as biggest shows like Attack on Titan, Villain Saga, Chainsaw Man, and Jujutsu Kaisen. However, its immense growth to the top of the booming anime industry has not been as all positive over the years. In 2021, animators hit out with MAPPA for their quote-unquote factory-like working conditions when producing Attack on Titan with workers criticizing their decisions to work, to work on four shows at the same time. Now staff are claiming that they were made to sign the NDAs to not talk about the poor working conditions surrounding their work on Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. One of the users took to Twitter, aka X or whatever, just took to Twitter to, to share their situations in their posts and it has since gone viral. One of the workers mentions that the MPA has just made a Jujutsu Kaisen staff sign a, con a confidential contract so that they do not express their complaints about the production, the user wrote. They silenced the staff because of the because of the hell they went through, they replied. Now one tweet shows in the article mentions that the some type of PowerPoint which mentions that A started a production with no return, knowing that what is what to come. They remove half of the production producers and staff to send them more other other production, other projects such as Chainsaw Man at the most key moment in productions productions that is Shibuya or Shibuya. They abandon productions, they silence the staff because of the hell they gone through, which according to according to the the post on the article. Despite the non-disclosure agreement, staff have been continuing to post their claims publicly on the platform as more than power power to provide their own experiences. One of them says that it has nothing, has no need to, to lose, so if you're going to sue me for complaining, I'll take it. One said, the other one says, it's obvious that the video, art, video artists are treated like slaves and no one even questions it. One posted, where I am now, it's basically a mess, I'm, I'm no good, so people who want to sit their bests shouldn't get involved. Another one said that instead of making people write a a pledge to avoid complaints. Could you please create an environment where where they won't complain? Another one says a really terrible situation right now. I wish schedules would be more flexible for more feasible human for the staff. At the time of this writing, MAPPA has not yet made any has yet to make a, provide any sort of update or make any official statement according to the situation at hand. Now, I want to get this for a fact that most of these posts are a bit, are a bit sloppy because of, um, because of uh, obviously with Google and their Google Translate tends to be not that very accurate when it comes to translating these posts. So we'll take these like posts a bit caution, but from what, for the one thing we have to take away about from this is that, you know, it says the same thing that there has been a lot of, uh, 
there's been a lot going through and this isn't really new when it comes to this industry as a whole it comes to animation either from the east or the west for example one example has to be what happened I think about a month ago with the Spider-Verse movie good movie loved it amazing art style I love the direction because the direction of the art, the artists um, a lot of them were complaining about how the leadership over there were Christopher Miller and and Phil, Lord, Phil Lloyd or Lord um, changed the direction of the movie a couple of times where have the artists like make some rearrangements have them change the story for a little bit and they have made the voice actors voice their lines in the last minute so it was a clunky mess for that situation and there's been a couple of times where um that situation leads to like terrible directions and you know this isn't easy honestly and and it is a good thing to to at least complain and call out for what you're working with and obviously you're a company of a studio who needs to like at least um you know acknowledge what's been going on with the working conditions and what Mappa is doing is is kind of a uh, pretty shady. It's uh, it's pretty shady. I'll, I'll tell you that. And um, and this isn't really anything new when it comes to the anime industry over there, where you know it's been common when they see complaints about the working conditions and uh, many workers are like going overtime, getting not enough pay, living conditions over there outside the studio has been like basic to at least like low income with the situations and also this is coming from like a studio where we mentioned a few episodes ago where one of their lead one of their thing like one of their found, founders I believe was complaining about the low um, like there's not enough animators coming out of Japan they're like you know there's not enough animators coming out of Japan honestly anymore I'm pretty sure this is one of the reasons. I'm pretty sure this is like one of the reasons why they're not that much animators coming coming from Japan. Cause I'm pretty sure they're all well aware that there's not the good living conditions and poor ways wages within the anime industry, and it's it's sad. Like like everyone around the world at least know anime. At least they love anime, and to see how this stuff keeps going. It's, it's like, you know, it's terrible to see, honestly. And it comes to all industries, walks alike. Like, where something is produced that's great quality, amazing quality. But in the background, you see, like, just like people, like, basically just switch shops. Having horrible conditions, you know. Toxic, be- toxic behavior within the office or any other stuff like they literally compare Mappa into into like a factory a factory back in 2021 this is like at least a year ago and they're still having like conditions to this day and I heard many good stuff come from Jujutsu Kaisen anime which I heard is really really good the animation was spot on but many of many good qualities tend to have uh, dire consequences in the back in the backstage aka um 
because of how like shady stuff where we were working on it. It comes to show that it comes to show which I'm guilty of. Everyone's guilty of where you know you like something, you like the product, but people don't even think about the the ones who are making this product, the ones who are making the efforts, which is a and most of the time is gonna is gonna be like a some type of grim reality to how this stuff is processed and how they're able to like go through and through. Imagine that. Like this is this is from two days ago, or at least a few days ago, and the release from this new tax policy from Japan just released and being affected yesterday is gonna get worse and worse. And um and you know, as of right now, working, we're living a good quality of animation as of right now. But in the near future, what's gonna happen? I mean, I just watched a video just a couple of minutes ago. A person who was talking about this MAPA situation. The CEO is really, um, or CEO or president is um, uh, kind of questioning of whether or not if he wants to use AI for most of their anime productions. Which leaves a lot of artists kind of concerned, specifically for a younger artist who wants to go into the industry. It's something to be at least like, you know, you know, pose a red flag and be concerned about. Cause, cause that's the thing. Everyone's worried in AI. This is not just this is not just for the West. It could also be for the East as well. This has also been concerning for me. If you're an artist, no matter what where you live, if And there's also concern because that's another possibility where it's a good thing they're fighting for you know what's right and what they should live through this con- living um, they should fight for their right because you're able to at least call out what's going on with their conditions working for the studio but the but the trick is if they're getting more vocals and they're getting more rights their bosses their executives their producers Possibly the executives might lead into other alternatives to replace these artists with AI. So that is another concern to think about. And I'm pretty sure you're well aware about this sort of situation where it feels like I don't know. It feels like you're on a boat, yeah, like the way I imagine it, where where the ship is the ship is on fire. And you want to get out. Obviously, the only way to do to do it is just you know, if there's no other life rafts or any other floaties or anything else to like to like go aboard, overboard basically, landing in the ocean safely. The only way to do is just get off and just and just like put on like some type of like floaties or life preservers and just go in the ocean. Now the thing is, is with the ocean, it's filled with like like other types of like sea creatures like obviously with sharks and eels and all that sort of stuff you never know what's gonna happen or at least it's maybe some type of like tsunami or or at least a storm coming you don't know what to do you feel like you're trapped I mean that's the thing you feel like you're trapped you can't have you can't do anything else like if you chose to like like if you chose to stay silent then you gotta have the worst condition of your life as what even is but if you want to speak out is good but the companies could have other alternatives could replace you like such as with AI 
you know, it's you're like living in it's basically a trap. You don't know what to do and and at times you have to play your cards nicely. You have to pay you have to like, you know, choose when is the right moment to do so and try not to take the take your professional side a little bit too much or else you might find other ways to like go out through their business without you. And it's very, very scary to think about. If you use some type of technology to like to like using it as some type of like maybe a threat. I'm not saying they're threatening them. I'm just saying that that it might be like some type of like a, like a cloud looming through your head to think about. It's like a scary shadow. And to think about this so much, you might get replaced. It's scary because this is just your livelihood. And that's the thing. And the way they sign NDAs to keep themselves silent is just very, very, very. For those of you who don't, those who don't know, and I keep rambling, is that an NDA obviously means a non-disclosure agreement, which basically means that are an important legal framework used to protect the sensitive and confidential information from being made available to by a recipient for that information. Companies and startups use this document to ensure that their good ideas won't be stolen by people they are negotiating with. If you break the NDAs, and this is very from country to country, and we're not sure about Japan's um, policy when it comes to NDAs, but with, with the concept, what an NDA, what happens if you break it, specifically here in the West, means that if you violate any NDAs, leaves you in an open lawsuit from your employer, and you could be required to pay, to pay financial damages and possibility associated legal costs. Which is another bad thing when it comes to if you work for a studio, we don't pay you that much. So uh, if, they, if they give you, if they decide to sue you or at least give you like at least a legal battle, you're not going to be going well with with all the financial needs of hiring a lawyer or anything else. But <clears throat> I'm pretty sure none of the workers don't want to go through there. So they're living in a a, a hillscape. And like they say, it's hell. And they try to get out of it, it's gonna be more hell for them. I'm just, I'm not saying it's a negative thing, I'm just saying is it's very concerning to think about. And you know, you know, again, anime has been like the biggest benefactor for like decades upon decades, for many years. And, and it comes to at least this, where I guess at this point, everyone knows, everyone knows at this point that the anime industry is very, very lucrative with their employees and working conditions. Now, there has been, there has been many um, anime studios who are, who are not like that, who are very kind. One example has to be Kyoto Animation. I saw a, a little documentary about their studios and they keep their they have their they have like a healthy um, healthy environment they pay their employees up to the minimum wage over in Japan and nothing even bad happens to that studio aside from the uh, aside from like the whole uh, 
the fire event, but still, before that, it's, everything seemed very peaceful, calm, and a good studio to work with. And from what I saw, from what many people say about the studio, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good studio, and I, I wish other studios in Japan would be like Kyoto Animation. However, it depends on how the studio work and crunch time has to be with when it comes to working in the studio. Same goes with the West. Crunch time is everywhere in the animation industry, or at least entertainment industry as a whole. And, you know, it's it's kind of the ways I think about it, and I don't know how it's going to resolve. The thing that the... The thing that I keep hearing a lot of stuff coming from Japan when it comes to the anime industry that's like a bit concerning and stuff. We're not sure how the outcome is gonna be, but it may take many, many years to see how this sort of uh, industry is gonna see. How it's gonna be affecting many, many anime fans and like people wanna be joining in the industry. And it's just a big question mark how we're gonna see it. How this is going to be a fall. Is it just going to be the same thing as usually for many decades, or is it just going to be, you know, falling flat as it is? So, again, we're not sure how this situation is going to be within the anime industry, which is, again, big concerned. Um, and um, there's not much to say, and it's really, really, it's really sad. It's, it's a sad reality to knowing all this sort of situation going on over there so it's just the only thing I have to say is that um just like I know I know some people just say you know it's just anime we just watch it when I'm there for that but at the same time just it's just people's lives <laughs> people's lives at a stake when it comes to this situation and people don't tend to think about that which is understandable but again for like the other side of things is to like at least be aware and just be a bit cautious like when it comes to criticizing anime yeah you criticize it to be like mid or terrible whatever you don't like it but those people from behind that working in this anime they're going through a lot of that sort of stuff and it's just from like from my perspective from what I from what I see what I hear in the industry people might have like other opinions when it comes to that but who knows who knows, that's what, we're, that's what we're getting at at this point. Now, our last story for today comes from an update from the whole Justin Rowling situation. That apparently the co-creator of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon, has addressed the whole Justin Rowling situation. Which this is coming from what he... Now, this statement has been coming from Hollywood Reporter. Where the... Where Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty, is addressing his situation when it comes to the whole Justin Roiland sexual assault and abuse allegations, which happened back in Jan- January 2023, with the with the case of toxic, be- which case of numerous allegations over toxic behavior at the workplace and such harassment when it comes to Rick and Morty fans, or at least which is as the case one according to the text messages being leaked on Twitter. Now, this is his statement of Dan Harmon, which he mentions in the, uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, which he mentioned, which he says, and I quote, The easiest thing to me to say about Justin has been nothing. Easy because he isolated so well, and easy because I'm nobody's first choice as a judge of anything else or anyone. 
This where I love to change the subject to myself, to, to, to what a piece of crap I've been my whole life with the public. I would feel so safe and comfortable make, making this about me, but the trick is worthless here and dangerous to others. It's, it's the people's safety and comfort that got damaged while I was just a very cartoon quality. Community creator continued that trust that trust has now been violated between the countless people in the show and the and a show designs to to please them. I f I'm frustrated, ashamed, and heartbroken that a lot of out of hard work, joy, and passion can be leveraged to exploit and harm strangers. Homer reflect the final time when he contacted Roland via text messages back in 2019. Which he said things that he'd never said before while being unhappy, and I remember saying to him that the last time we spoke in person, like I'm worried about you, I don't know what to do about the ex the, ex the expect to give all to give you all this the string, and also just say I'm scared that you're going to come back. So yeah, this is basically the the words coming out from. Mr. Dan Harmon himself and you know it's his thoughts and what he is and I could see what he's saying that he should have he should have like he's done something or at least be at least not do something but at least be aware of Roland's actions instead of just like going over with this like instead of just like obsessing with the quality of the of Rick and Morty, he should have been aware, he should have done like at least knowing what Ron has done so far, and you know, he just got caught up on like you know with show productions and that sort of stuff. Now, and he's giving us final thoughts of what's been going on, and obviously, they've been best friends since the beginning, or at least before the show happened. And as of time of recording this, it's now it's been like two days since now been the official release of the trailer of Rick and Morty. That this have been confirmed that they've been they have, they've got new voice actors for the two characters Rick and Morty, without the voices of Justin Roiland. So again, he's gone. He's been blacklisted, even though he has been um, even though the choice has been dropped from his battery abuse. Um, there has been more allegations coming out from many victims who claimed what Justin has done as well as um, many reports from the previous uh, previous Adult Swim president Mike Laszlo, Lasso which he mentions in a statement that apparently that he was aware with the toxic um, relationship between Roiland and uh, and Harmon to the point where Roiland was really happy with the writers that Harmon brought in for the community which gave him less creative control which having him start doing inappropriate things like he um like he starts like bringing in his toy cars running around the writer's room he wasn't showing up much around the uh, sound or on the uh, recording booth and so on and so forth and he was acting inappropriate inappropriate and not really much of like a professional standpoint when it comes to this production and you know overall it's not much of how he done some things very questionable, which is that's the case. The other side is that he wasn't very that much of a good person to work with, with doing this sort of inappropriate behavior. If you don't, here's the thing: if you don't like 
the writers, at least you don't want to show how much you don't much care about it. You either just like talk to at least talk to your partner about it. But if you have done it, then and you still don't feel like you're not that much of like confident of where you work with. Maybe you could just like at least leave the production if that's how you feel. When it comes to the show, look what they've done. They already replaced Royland entirely with like, for example, I was watching the new Fear and Cake episode where he shows Lemon Grab. Lemon, Lemon Grab sounds entirely different and they brought in a new voice. Same with Soul Opposites. Another show created by Justin Roiland. They're replaced by another voice actor. Entirely. And they saw some questions where if he's still getting residuals, if he's still getting paid for any reruns of Rick and Morty, or he's still getting paid because he's a co-creator of Rick and Morty, I am not sure. I'm still researching if that's if he's if the company's still doing that, or if they might just like having the new voices of Rick and Morty just do some like re-recordings of each of each episode previously. But I kind of I kind of doubt it because how many seasons are on like ten episodes of each season, which at least like I don't know how many episodes it is, well, except for like the first seasons that have like more. But who knows? But if they tend to re-record these lines for, like, previous episodes, then it's a case of, like, they're officially replacing Justin Roiland. But at the same time, we're not sure if he's still getting payments of residuals by using his voice for previous episodes. We're not sure about that. But the case may be, at least Harmon acknowledges what Roiland has done, and at least he regrets of, like, not being, you know, aware it's not being evolved to this sort of situation for how it affects many other co-workers and people who not knowingly and aware being affected and he feels like ashamed and you know that's that's kind of understandable when you're caught up on your work to make it as good quality as possible and um and sometimes you have to like at least you know be at least more aware to to what's been going on and and it feels in the showcase that he cares about the show as much as anyone who's working on it and it comes to Roiland's case from what I've heard and what we've witnessed it doesn't seem that he cares doesn't care that much of Rick and Morty as of who we came to be and if that's the case then you know, that's what you get, or at least that's what tends to happen. And people try to defend Roiland, which I believe it's not that good of a case as of right now. And I believe now you shouldn't just done that. Don't don't defend Roiland or anyone else defending on his behalf. So it doesn't look good. It kind of questions myself if while I watch an episode of Rick and Morty coming in October, um, the only thing I will say is that. I will watch the first episode and I'll at least judge to see how the voices are gonna fit within each character. Other than that, then probably might be the last of us, the last time I will watch Rick and Morty. I may be a hypocrite, I may watch more, but the show's quality is gone. It's just been just been a hit or miss. But again, 
it's been like some type of rocky situation when it comes to Rick and Morty and their writing. It comes to be a bit clunky and all over the place. But it just shows that the, the season might not be like at least their top-notch season is what it is. So there's a lot of good stages that I could just watch the first episode of the new season and judge it for myself. Now, that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys liked today's episode. Make sure you guys follow or subscribe to our podcast for more news such as like this as well. Um, make sure you guys, so hopefully, this will give you guys more updates on these news articles as much as possible. So, this is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Prime Time here. Hopefully, get to see you guys around next week. So, have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.